Three years ago, I experienced a personal setback. After 18 months of soul-searching and disastrous online dating, I signed on as a member of The Center. Here, I found a cooperative workspace of gentle warriors. And now, as host of our very own podcast, it is my honor to share their stories with you, our beloved listeners. This is Live from The Center. The average North American laundromat discharges up to 400 cubic meters of wastewater every day. B. Gordon Mackay spoke to three center members who are trying to change that. Here's our first guest. They're called Sheetbox. Hello, folks. Hello. Hi, good to be here. Tell us, what is Sheetbox all about? Well, a lot of people are getting into the trend of having fresh fruit and vegetables delivered to their house. Right. We are delivering fresh, clean sheets for your bed to your house weekly. I wash my sheets every week, so... Classic mistake. I don't think people understand the science behind body shedding. You're getting maybe 40% of the dirt off. Hmm, Interesting. And the truth is, a normal washer-dryer setup that you have in your house isn't going to get that human dander out of those sheets. Right. Human dander is the most startling uh, item on my sheets. Are you saying that? Well, absolutely, B. Gordon. Uh, think about how big your body is. You're, uh, what, 6'2", 220? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's a lot of dander accumulating in a bed in a week time. In a week time. We have a unique and uh, very complicated uh, cleaning process. Tell us what that is. Well, we actually take each sheet outside and put it over a clothesline and beat it with a stick. And then we shake it, throw it against the brick wall a few times, and then that usually does the trick. That gets rid of most of the dander. Air is a very strong purifier. Tell me you use something besides air to clean these sheets. Well, good old-fashioned elbow grease. Do you use water and soap to wash these sheets at any point during the cleaning process? We're not going to be giving this away. There's lots of other competitors who want to duplicate (laughs) our business model. I I think the word we're looking for is proprietary. We don't use any water. Okay. How do I know that I'm getting back the sheets and pillowcases that uh, I got last week. Oh, no, no. You don't get your own sheets back. You get somebody else's sheets back. B. Gordon, this is a global community. Wait a second. You get to sleep with many different cultures and many different people without engaging in sexual intercourse. I need to ask you, are these sheets coming from other provinces, other, other nations? The fact that you're resistant to that is a little telling about your racial biases. What? Exactly. Not to mention the fact, excuse me, but we are in a textile crisis right now Mm -hmm. on this planet. So we absolutely need to be using sheets from different countries and different people from all over the world. If you get a stain on your sheet, part of the fun is that uh, we have a social media set up that if you find someone else's stain, you put a picture up of that stain and say, does anyone know this stain? And you can connect with someone around the world who's also sharing your stain. We use the hashtag new sheet who dis. Thank you so much for coming out. This is a new organization here at the center. They're called Sheetbox on the second floor. And we wish you uh, every success with your radical transformation of the way we do our laundry. Live from the Center is a talk show about the center, an open concept shared workspace for progressive artists and socially conscious entrepreneurs in downtown Toronto. Or a comedy podcast.
A lot of news stations will give you a traffic report, folks. Well, we give you a pedestrian traffic report here at the center. Let's take you now to Feet on the Street. This is Blair Buford, your Feet on the Street with a pedestrian traffic report. Every mile, once in a while, brought to you by Ernie's, the ethical pawnbroker. At Spadina and Harvard, there are reports of southbound pedestrians backed up nose to tail. Witnesses describe multiple moms with double-decker strollers slowly making their way through the crosswalk. Steer clear of the area if you can. This has been your pedestrian traffic report with your Feet on the Street, Blair Buford. Hi, I'm Dave Cole, and it's time for Live from the Center Community Announcements. I'm joined by Cracker Smith Coleman. He'll be helping me with the announcements today. Uh, Cracker, what's first? Um, the blood donor clinic will be fast this year, we promise. No mix-up like last year. Please come Thursday afternoon. Fantastic. Uh, do you need modems? There are four Motorola uh, 6.2 modems that are absolutely free. Just contact phil at bagend.com. Sustainable dog collars. Uh, finger knitted hemp dog collars are on sale in the lobby today. Um, they're one for $15 or they're two for $30. Great. Uh, this Thursday, uh, Mom is holding a pre tween workshop. Not reaching your pre-tween? Not sure what a pre-tween is? Meet this Thursday at 4 in the lounge. Uh, oh, tonight is VHS night. Uh, and that's every Sunday evening in the McLuhan viewing room. Tonight is Mrs. Doubtfire. And um, the drum circle is canceled. Uh, noise complaints from the fifth floor. Uh, thank you, Carla, for complaining about that. Okay, let's not point fingers. And that's been your Live from the Center community announcements. And now let's talk to a couple of uh, Center members here who have an organization called Little Bros. We say hello now to Davey and Cody. Hello, fellows. Hey, so good to be here, yo. Yeah. So uh, your organization has a slogan on the uh, website, and not everyone needs a big one. What do you mean by that? Look, we all know the benefits that siblings can get from having an older bro. But, I mean, there's some things that people forget that are valuable to having a little bro. Okay. Such as? If someone who doesn't have a little bro just wants to, you know, answer a bunch of questions and give advice about girls, chicks, babes, whatever, little bros can help. So, effectively, your organization is putting together uh, men who don't have little brothers with little brothers that can act as their little brothers. Well, that's a really confusing way to say it, B. Gordon. What we actually do is we take men and we match them with kids who don't have little brothers. I... Like, oh, jeez. Kids who don't have little brothers. Like when we say men and boys, sounds super weird. Yeah, I was But when you say that. dudes and younger bros, everything sounds okay. Let's talk about uh, the comparison between yourselves, your organization, and big brothers, which is, of course, uh, getting young uh, men together with uh, older men because they don't have the... Uh, again, you're explaining it really badly. <laughs> Now, Big Brothers matches men with kids who don't have an older bro. Right. And your organization takes men and matches them with kids that don't have a younger bro. Oh, geez, that's super cool. Yes. You know, sometimes, like, when you're a bro, 
and you're like, oh man, I got all my clothes here. No one's borrowed anything in 10 years. You need a little bro to come in, try on your stuff, say, hey, can I borrow this? And all of a sudden you feel that extra weight of responsibility that helps you become a better father. Is there anything else that your little bros provide besides annoying habits? Imagine you could go into your bro's room and say, hey, I found a condom. What does this do? And then you got to explain what that does and make that little bro have safe sex for life. And you're teaching him a valuable lesson. Younger bros rock. This has been another segment on Live from the Center with Little Bros. Hey, can I touch that microphone? No, you may not. Oh man, what do these buttons do? Where can you get away from it all? Where can you enjoy connecting with others? Where can you be your best self, all while sleeping under the stars? This is Camp Never Again. Camp Never Again gives teens two weeks of bugs, sleeping outdoors, cooking meat over an open fire and zero electricity, all as a deterrent to misbehaving. You see, Camp Never Again is the first resort that is proven to scare adolescents straight based on the fear of being forced to go camping again. Boarding schools and juvenile correctional facilities are often used by parents to threaten their children into behaving. Camp Never Again gives them first-hand experience that is the nightmare of having sand inside your hot tent with a mosquito you can't catch, all while eating processed foods from a damp, warm cooler. Want to give your child the best chance at success? Join us, and you'll have them saying, Camp Never Again. Camp Never Again. And we're joined now by another member of the center. It's Garth from Mugs of Bugs. Hello, Garth. It is so very nice to be here. Garth, tell us, Mugs of Bugs. I love the title. As soon as I saw it on the on the list serve, I wanted to invite you to the show. What is it all about? You know, cultures around the world uh, use insects for different things. Uh, in lots of places, they use it as a source of protein. Okay. Um, but there's other useful parts of bugs that aren't used as much. I see. Apart from the protein, like the thorax and the other uh, outer coatings of the bug. And we've taken those outer coatings and used them to make bugs. I see. I must admit, I thought somehow that these were going to be mugs that had bugs in them, but you're telling me that the mugs themselves are made of parts of bugs. Well, sure, yeah. You know what you get when you assume something, right? Yeah, yeah I know that one. Yeah. So um, You make an ass. Yeah, I got Yeah. So, uh, Garth, tell me, how do you take the thorax and the uh, legs of a cricket, for instance, and turn that into a coffee cup? Sure. Well, it takes a lot of bugs to make one, one mug. Uh, tens of thousands oh. of, of grasshoppers to make one coffee mug. Uh-huh. I've got one here. Do you? If you'd like to uh, sample it. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. That's that's very interesting. Uh, the color seems inconsistent, frankly. I, I uh, Is that by design? Well, we ran out of grasshoppers about halfway through in that mug, so we had to uh, Use forage, different- you say, for uh, other, other, bugs. Uh, other sources. Of thorax. 10,000 bugs for one mug. How much do they cost? Uh, well, it's hard to put a price on such a priceless gift, but it's a lot. Okay. I saw one of your mugs 
mm-hmm. in the dish rack on the third floor at the sink. Ooh, it don't had been, do that. Yeah, it had been washed. Sure, yeah, you don't want to do that. You don't want to wash no, the that's, mug. No, that's, that's going to, yeah. the polymer is, yeah. is not uh, water soluble. Well, yeah. Uh, so it had uh, mostly disintegrated in the... I, I guess that it still looked like a mug was a victory. Live from the Center is improvised and produced by Adam Cauley, Dale Boye, Rob Baker, Chris Earle, and Brian G. Smith as B. Gordon Mackay. Sometimes featuring Ashley Botting, Nigel Downer, Deborah Kimmett, Chris Siddiqui, and Danny Stover. Special thanks to the Sonar Network, Des Booth, Eggplant Picture and Sound, the Pacific Junction Hotel, and engineer Russell Graham. Has anyone ever signed up for this service? signs up. Who has signed up? Some people want like 10 or 12 younger bros. Some people don't even have it. I want so many. Bye.